gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. Remember, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Hey, welcome to Dog Talk Live here on our Sporting Dog Adventures Facebook page. It's been a few weeks, so I apologize for not having a live up here for y'all the last couple of weeks, but uh, we had a busy time. It was our gun deer season. I also, I don't know if I did a live event uh, for probably about three weeks because I did a uh, little archery deer, some duck hunting, and then we had our gun deer season. We are in the last week of our waterfall season. I'm going to go up for a few days this week, check the property, see if there's anything worth going after. But uh, it's been a fun year. We, uh, we've been very successful starting with uh, the teal hunt here in Wisconsin and then uh, into our big duck season. Uh, didn't duck hunt as much as I probably should have with the amount of birds that we had in our area and part of the, our part of the state, but uh, I get off on uh, the old deer craze a little bit and uh, get to the point where I want to really try to get myself a nice buck, so we didn't duck hunt as much. Next year, though, we will duck hunt even more. Uh, the dogs are here. We've got Memphis stopping in. She's our co-host for Dog Talk Live. Um, she is going to stop up and... Oh, Say hello to everyone. As always with Memphis, it's sit in my way, put her paws around my shoulders, and uh, not pay attention to anyone else, and lick me in the mouth when I have my mouth open. So I hope everyone is uh, had a good Thanksgiving. Everyone's ready for Christmas. I guess my first question would be, as you guys check in, first, when you check in, let us know uh, what, where you're from and, uh, any questions you have. But my question for everybody is what are you going to get your dog for Christmas? Now I can't talk about what we're going to get my dogs because they're here and I don't want them to get too excited. Rommel is not here. I know Rommel, uh, is getting a furball camera. Kate wants to have a camera for Rommel because he is older. He is, uh, definitely infirm. Uh, he's, uh, doesn't have the best of uh, muscle tone in his back end anymore, so he falls uh, falls down sometimes. We've got him in our bedroom. Uh, we have a camera that is going to go in, according to my lovely wife, that will be able to be monitored to make sure he is doing well every day. My question to her, who lives, who, who works 45 minutes away, is what if you see Rommel fall down? Would you drive home? And the answer was yes, she would drive home. So Rommel will have his own private camera. And he will, uh, I, I don't know if I can make it live. We'll see if, see where the camera's uploaded. It'd be kind of funny to uh, if he did some goofy stuff to have uh, parts of that in. So Rommel's getting a furbo camera. Um, the other dogs always get several toys. They all get a treat. And our dogs actually get stockings. Yes, we get our dogs stockings. So we are looking toward uh, the end of our waterfowl season, our duck season at least. Our goose season goes later. We are going to... Uh, go up and probably hunt a day or two. We went the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, we shot five really nice mallards and a uh, 
really nice spoonbill. Spoonbills don't get the billing they, they, they have. They should have a Boone and Crockett Spoonbill Club. I really believe that. But uh, yeah, we shot a nice spoonbill and uh, three, three, or three Drake Mallards and two hens. So it was a fun hunt. Um, it was actually the only time that we saw birds and had shots were the six birds that we that we harvested. We did see other birds, but uh, some of them came in when we were picking birds up. Um, some of them landed outside the decoys too far. So we were six for six. My comment, of course, was, my gosh, if we would have shot like that all year, we would have really piled them up uh, because we didn't shoot very good, or at least I didn't shoot very good a few times uh, when I was out. So that is where that is at. Let me see. We got Rich checking in from Nebraska. We got Mark from Oregon. Gary, my two-year-old lab doesn't break in training, but breaks in hunting. What can I do? Gary, leave the gun home and be a handler, not a hunter. That is hard for a lot of guys to do. Uh, I suggest it to our our uh, uh, folks that uh, take our training dogs home. If you have issues, leave your gun home. Just work with the dog. Have your collar on the dog, and if uh, if the dog breaks, uh, use the electric collar. If you have not used an electric collar, you need to go through collar conditioning and train with the collar before you use it. Otherwise, you get a dog that is collar wise, and you can have bad things happen if you don't just uh, if you don't do collar conditioning. So you're going to use an electric collar. You are going to put the shotgun down and not worry about hunting and worry about handling the dog. I try to impress that upon people. You are a handler out there with your dog, not a hunter. Um, it's funny because the uh, crap I used to get for the TV show, both the only negative comments were always that dogs uh, at times would break. Well, you had so much of a circus going on with one or two camera guys. I had my kids along. We'd have a guide. We'd have microphones. We'd have sponsors. And honestly, you can't just stop birds from working to correct the dog. This year, I had uh, twice my two dogs that both have grand passes, Ace and Tank. Uh, two different hunts uh, they had they broke and again I did what I'm suggesting I put the gun down and I'm like all right we're gonna handle dogs today made sure that they were corrected made sure they knew that they could not break and then I had one time where we had I believe it was like four or five birds down on the water and it was early in the morning and one of them was close and Ace looked like he was gonna jump out of his hide I did release him to let him go and get that bird even though it would have been probably more prudent to keep him in just because there were still birds working. But I wanted him to get a reward for uh, sitting there for as long as he did. So again, be a handler, not a hunter. Uh, work with the dog and just basically stare at your dog and make sure if they even budge an inch, you're correcting them. Amy Beth from upstate New York. Yes, labby love is a good thing. Amy Beth. Uh, Wayne Parkinson. Hello from Teal Point, Victoria, Australia. Hey, Australia's checking in. Good to see you. Let's see, we got Montana checking in. Uh, we got Rich. What's better, HRC or AKC for trials and hunt tests? Rich, so that is a loaded question. People that run HRC will tell you that they are the best tests. People that run AKC will tell you that they are the best tests. I will tell you that... HRC is going to be more handler friendly for the newer person. Um, AKC, those uh, master titles valued at more than a finished title. So I actually uh, will try to put master titles on my dogs before HRCH titles. Albeit our dog Tank has a finished title. He has a grand pass. Um, if he gets his next grand pass, I think that's as good or better than a master title. So if you're new to the sport, I like HRC. For getting people involved. Uh, you can talk to your dogs while they're on the line. You can tell them to sit. You can communicate with your dog. In AKC, you cannot do that. 
Um, HRC, I also believe, is a little bit more realistic as far as a quote-unquote hunt test. The marks are going to be closer. Uh, and But if you're running a breeding program, you're going to want to get to the point where you're putting those master titles on the dogs. So that was an answer that was probably about as clear as mud, but it's about as truthful as I can be. We got Kansas checking in with Brad. We got Keith checking in from Arlington, Washington. Mike checking in from Ohio. Hello, Mike. Have you picked any arguments with people on the post today where I tried to kick a beehive? <laughs> Probably not. What people need to realize, I get people, I put up posts, and if I see something that I think is either a good point or is is somewhat funny, I'll put them up. And my, God, my gosh, people, you got to learn to scroll by <laughs> if it's something that uh, that upsets you. I will have people that will send just incensed messages or they'll put up comments. One, we have a profanity blocker set up on the page. So when people put all these profanities up, the only person that's going to see it's me. Um, instead of arguing with people, I I just ban them. Um, it's just life's, life's too short. When you've got a large page, you're always going to have someone that you offend. I try to let people know that, yes, I, I, I'm probably too conservative to be called a, called a conservative in our country. I'm an ex-cop, ex-military, and a dog trainer. Probably a pretty strange mix, and I also have a sense of humor. So if I put up stuff and it offends you, you always have the right to leave the page. But trying to put a profanity-laced uh, comment in or send me a message, it really doesn't go anywhere because I just kind of chuckle and hit the ban button. That's what you do when you run a big page. You uh, you can't you got to let stuff roll off your back. If if it offends you, hey, I apologize. No, no, I don't. <laughs> but again, we are here to talk dogs. Let me know what your questions are. Let me know what you would like to hear. If you haven't listened to our podcast, we put these up on our podcast, Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, that is now on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora. Anchor and like I think eight other places. It should be up on Amazon as well by now. Um, we have our podcast up there. We will put our dog talk lives up there where we're talking and doing question and answer. Uh, we also try to put up at least one uh, podcast that is not a dog talk live. At times I'll put up two or three. It all depends on the time of year. Uh, we're getting into winter where I've got a lot of property management stuff here I got to do. I live in a very uh, beautiful property. It's a wetland. It also kills <laughs> kills pine trees. The people put in pine trees here by us. So I've got a bunch of trees I'm going to cut and work on this year. But I don't have a ton of dog work that I have to do. We only have one litter in right now. So I'll probably end up doing two or three of these a week. When we get into times when it's really busy, uh, at that point, then you maybe see one or like uh, with the podcast, I think the last two weeks we did not put up any. And uh, with Dog Talk Live, it's probably been about three weeks. So check out our podcast. I think there are already, my goodness, there's got to be at least 50 of them on there already. So you can go back and listen to them. I try to make them around 20 minutes or so because that's about the length that I like uh, when, I'm when I'm listening to podcasts. When you get them up to where they're an hour or more, it gets to be pretty brutal. So I try to keep them so that they're at a good level. And uh, yeah, then we put them up there and they're there forever. This part of the podcast is brought to you proudly by Mech Outdoors. So again, if you are here today, please let us know where you are from. Let us know what questions you have. We have Annette checking in from New Zealand. Hello, Annette. Good to see you. And 
we have Australia checking in, we've got Canada, we've got the U.S. Kind of cool with the uh, podcasts. Uh, they, if you hear that in the background, which is annoying me, it's a dog chewing on an antler. Had a successful hunt this year. I, uh, I shot a deer and I gave the antlers to the dog. But again, if you uh, if you check out our podcast, I think we're in like 40 countries already. So it's uh, it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, we got Helio Perez. My chocolate lab just had puppies. How do you register as AKC? Uh, go on the AKC website, akc.org, and they will have a way that you can follow through and register. Mr. Rod Haydell. How are you doing, Rod? You guys are hopefully into your hunting season. I hope you guys still have somewhere to hunt, that your marsh wasn't totally destroyed this year with all the storms that went through. Miss talking to you guys, man. It uh, we got to get together on a hunt some year. We actually, Rod, we actually had, uh, we bought another marsh. So we've got 300 acres of marsh up by us. I told Kelly, if you guys ever want to come up, absolutely should. Uh, one of the marshes, Rod, has about 10 acres of wild rice and about 15 acres of duck potato. So I'm going up to check it. It's our last week here coming up. But uh, we had a good year this year. We had a solid year. So it, it was a lot of fun. We aren't doing the lodge anymore, but uh, we still have the property. We actually, since we uh, quit doing the lodge, we added 140 acres to the pro our properties. So it's kind of a kind of a neat thing. Sherry, Jeff, I heard a situation of a three to four month old uh, bit out of fear. Let's see, I've never heard of that in such a young pup. My thought is the puppy gross, was grossly under-socialized. Have you ever heard of this? Um, Sherry, you know, I guess it all depends on the situation, uh, fact situation of what happened. Uh, when you have puppies, if they are around something that is just chaos, uh, you could have that in a family with kids uh, running around. If the puppy was being abused, you could have a puppy that would bite. All dogs are like that. I, I have six obedience dogs in right now, I can tell you. And these all dogs are all wonderful house dogs. They're all family dogs that have uh, that have buddies. It is in the dog's mind. I have one of the dogs that really wants to bite, uh, is a biter, and that's because the dog's scared. And it's just grabbing for the dog's collar. Dogs, when they're in certain situations, have fear. I believe this dog was probably a rescue dog, so that's probably playing into part of it. But you have to look at the situation and what is going on that is putting the dog in the position where they're being defensive and, and having someone bite them. Some kids are not nice to dogs as well. They look very domineering, and they, uh, they will actually go after dogs. Uh, so you have to watch that too. Yeah, I figured you guys, Rod, I figured you guys were probably going to have a rough year this year when I, I remember when I was down there and you were telling me all the damage that one storm did. And geez, I think you guys had two of them that were almost bullseyes in your hunting property. So I figured that would probably be a rough one. So hopefully, hopefully New Year's will, uh, will or the, the new year next year, 2020 sucked pretty much anyway for everybody. Hopefully the new year uh, brings you guys better fortune. But yeah, get a hold of me if you guys want to uh, hook up next year. Our teal season in Wisconsin is uh, runs uh, September 1st through the 8th. And I think this year we, we shot quite a few. We shot uh, 50 birds. Um, had hunters, if I had guys that could shoot, we would have got a lot more. I had the boys out on a lot of them. Um, my favorite teal hunt this year, I figured I'd tell everyone, took out my uh, two boys, Clayton and Callahan, and Clayton's girlfriend, Lexi. Uh, we shot, I think we got 16 teal, and we went through seven boxes of shells. The hunt ended when we were out of shells. At that point, I said, we're not going to go back and uh, and grab more shells. We're just going to call it. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of noisemaking and not, not a lot of shooting. But, yeah, Dad had fun, kind of chuckled at a lot of a lot of times.
Ah, Sherry. The owner said an unleashed dog walked up calmly. The puppy hid between the owner's legs. The owner tried to pick the puppy up. It bit the owner. It's not a rescue. Owner picked the puppy up from a breeder. If dogs are scared, uh, Sherry, uh, Sherry's question is about a, a three to four month old puppy that uh, bit somebody. If dogs are scared, their first inclination is to show their teeth and bite. This portion of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Boucher Automotive in Janesville, Wisconsin. That is one of the reasons why I don't uh, take protection breeds in and train them, and I don't have protection breeds in where I where I board them. Not because they're bad dogs, but because a lab, when they bite, it is a bite to protect and pull back. And when you get protection breed dogs, some of them, it's a bite to latch on, hold on, shake their head, and cause damage. So, again... With dogs, you have to take that in consideration. Would I think that it's a problemed dog and that you shouldn't have the dog around people? No, I, I. but I definitely think you'd have to socialize that dog and work with them in a situation. And if that situation for the dog was too much, then you need to kind of step back, not put them in that spot again, and then move them slowly back into it. So I hope that helps you with your question. Please let us know if you have other questions. Again, I have a dog chewing a deer antler behind me, so it is taking my train of thought away. Hey, come here. It is Ace the dog that was chewing the deer antler. We got him to stop. He thinks it's like the greatest thing in the world. And uh, he's he's back there, and now I got my train of thought back. But uh, let us know what questions you have. Let us know if you would like to talk about anything. If you haven't, again, please check out our podcast, Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Amazon, on Pandora, and a bunch of other places. Anchor, uh, Pocket Casts, I don't know. There's, they, they basically put it on all these for us, so it's, it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, we run these uh, Dog Talk Lives 15 to 30 minutes. We basically uh, run them to where we get to about 15 minutes, like we are now. We're at 17 minutes. And then if we don't have any other questions, we give a last call for questions. So we're going to do a last call for questions. Last call. Give us questions if you have them. Still waiting. But uh, let us know what questions you have. If you are on this after the fact, you can always put a question down as a comment on the post. I will come back and check them. Uh, if you have stuff you'd like to talk about and get an answer on, you can always email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. And if you have a question for our podcast, send it over, sportingdogtv at gmail.com, and we'll try to put it on the show. Brad Smith, my five-year-old lab does good on ducks, pheasants, and quail. She will not grab or carry back geese to the blind. Uh, she does good with the goose dummy. What else can you do? Brad, what you need to do, keep a couple of your geese. Try not to have them be like so they're 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 so small uh, or so, like like the huge geese, but have them where you can play with them in the yard and throw them and make it fun and make it a game for them. And then if you have that in the field, again, throw the bird a few times, make it fun, make it so that the dog will go out and grab it and bring it back. Try to not have it be under pressure so that it's fun and work with the goose outside of hunting. Uh, geese are something as a trainer you can't, uh, most people don't have geese in their freezer. I always have a pile of ducks in my freezer. But I had, uh, actually when I was hunting with I think, with Rod Hado when we were in, in uh, 
Alberta once. Uh, the guy said, hey, my, my dog won't pick up geese. And I'm like, your dog will pick up geese. So I played with the dog and threw it, and the dog was picking up geese during our show. And that is honestly, honest to gosh, was was when I introduced the dog to it, was just making it fun. So make it fun, work with them outside of it. Rod says, what do we look for in a pup? Rod, that's a great question. We had two litters of puppies go home. And what I tell people is that me personally, I you look at genetics first. You want to make sure you got a great pedigree. You want to make sure that the uh, dog is, uh, your potential dog is from uh, parents that have a lot of titles. And then from there, I personally like the dog that is the boldest one in the uh, in the litter. I like the, <laughs> I always tell my wife, that one's chewing on the steel grate. It's looking like it's going to chew through the fence. That's the one we want. I'll pick the boldest one, but ultimately, I'd, but the only thing I try not to pick is the one that is the shy one that is cowering in the corner. Again, look at your pedigrees. Look at a five-generation pedigree. You want to see FC, AFC, MHs, HRCHs. Find these titles so that you're getting a dog that has the ability and the genetics to do a good job in the field. You also want to make sure that the parents are house dogs, that the parents have good temperaments so that you have a good pet. Because 99% of the, uh, the dog's life, it's going to be just that, a pet. But... To look at a pedigree and say you don't need a great pedigree on a dog, you have to think of it as you are looking like two people are going to have a kid. And one of the, uh, or both of those folks are, are professional athletes. Let's say they're both Olympians. And then my wife and I have a kid. Whose child is more apt to be an athletic kid? You're going to obviously have the one that has the genetics behind him, even though I am a splendid athlete that runs a 5.540 and can bench at least 20 pounds. But I digress. You're going to find that quality uh, in the dog when you look at the genetics, when you have that good pedigree. And then from there, and also find someone that has a good health guarantee and that is running a good breeding program that you want to do business with. David Harris. Let's see. David, oh yeah, soggy dog. David has a uh, dog from us. I trained his dog this year. His dog has been doing fantastic. I've been getting updates. If you guys have our dogs, please let me know what the uh, how they're doing in the field. It's so nice to get updates and pictures. Hope your season has gone well, David. When is uh, South Dakota closed? Are they closed yet? Um, and did you do any hunting in Wisconsin? If you don't uh, get a chance to answer on here, uh, shoot me an email. But again, we are... Uh, Soggy Acres Retrievers is our kennel. I'm Jeff Fuller. This is Sporting Dog Adventures. Uh, we're going to take a couple more questions if we can. And again, if you're watching this after the fact, put your question up as a comment. Check out our podcast. We try to get more people involved in the sport that we love, which is dogs and dogs in the field. So again, last call for questions. We will take one more if we get one. Otherwise, we're going to call it. And uh, we'll try to come back at least once or twice a week to do these, especially now that our season has slowed down. Um, again, Wisconsin, we are at the last week in our duck season. And then we are kaput, done. So another month, depending on the area. Wow, you guys got another month in South Dakota. That is cool. Yeah, we've, had, uh, we've got a lot of mallards still here for everyone south of Wisconsin. Uh, we're still holding a ton of geese. Uh, we've got a lot of mallards. But uh, we uh, pretty much, I haven't seen any other ducks, so we pretty much just got mallards and geese right now. Uh, Matt Speck from Virginia. Hello, Matt. Do you guys give your females any vitamins or supplements during heat or pregnancy? Matt, I, we have our dogs all the time on something called Phytovite. 
and then we just have them on a good food. Uh, if we have females that have missed pregnancies, uh, we will put them on vitamin B uh, along with their food. Um, but we do not have any other supplements other than that. So we're going to call it. That is it for today for our Dog Talk Live. I want to thank everyone for stopping by and all the great questions. Great getting, getting back with you guys and connecting. We'll be back on probably next week because this week I'm going to end up uh, finishing up our duck hunts and uh, taking down my deer stands. So it'll be uh, busy the rest of the week for me. I won't have any, any other uh, comments on here. But I do want to thank you guys. Christmas is coming. Remember your dog. I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas on the upcoming couple of weeks. If you don't check in, and please let us know if you have questions. Thank you so much, and God bless. Sporting Dog Adventures Run